Good morning, everybody. Here we go. We thought we'd do a um, extra session this week just because I missed Monday with Her Majesty's funeral. Um, so hope you can all hear me. Um, bit of a, um, I suppose, a bit of a strange time really to do a Discord um, with family law questions, particularly at the weekend when maybe the families are around and you can't talk freely. Um, but we'll go for, I mean, I'm here for an hour. Um, and if anybody wants to come on and ask me a question, by all means, set up the app. So you go into the Discord app, create yourself a little profile, um, and then you can come across into the lounge and pop your hand up. Um, so good morning. Um, to those of you um, who are thinking about asking a question, um, I always just give you a quick reminder that we are live on TikTok. Um, and generally we get around 900 people listening there and I also record this um, so that Patrick puts it on the podcast for those that can't um, listen and want to catch up later. What made me get into divorce law Luke? It's actually family law so I don't just do divorces I do child custody cases and um, finances flowing from divorce as well as injunctions that sort of thing um, and I always say to people family law found me really I didn't um, want to do it I um, went into crime when I first qualified um, and then just started to get loads of family work and just kept getting more and more family work so it kind of found me. I know Izzy, I, I was just explaining before you joined, I thought I would do a Saturday morning because I couldn't do Monday. Um, well, I could have done it but I didn't want to do it out of respect for the Queen so thought we'd do an extra session this week. Um, um, right, more questions. I am, these dogs are, they play fight my pups um, and you can probably hear them growling and they're driving me insane because I'm trying to record so we can put it out on the podcast and all people's going to hear on the podcast is my two pups playing here. Um, right, so questions over on the TikTok while I wait for someone to put their hand up in the lounge. If my biological dad left me and my sister nothing and the stepsister made him make a will. Now, that I get asked a lot of probate questions, but that falls outside of my um, speciality, okay? So all I do is family. And I, and I know that some people think that, um, you know, wills come under that umbrella, but they don't. So if you've got any sort of will question, whether it's making a will, whether it's enforcing a will, you need to go and um, speak to a probate solicitor, Okay. Acknowledgement of service still hasn't been signed three years on. Do I need to pay for another one? Um, no, Alison. What you need to do is instruct a process server to serve your divorce petition directly onto the respondent, okay? So if they're not acknowledging that they've received the divorce, then you have to um, stop it. You have to um, get a process server to serve them, okay? Uh, right, uh, let's have a look. My ex got married without divorcing me. Oh, okay. So they are a bigamist, which is illegal in the UK. Um, and it is a criminal offence that carries a sentence of imprisonment. Um, don't know what more I can tell you there. Good morning, cats are the best. How are you? Do I deal with adoption? Yes. Don't deal with a lot of adoption, namely, uh, mainly because um, it's publicly funded, or it can be. The majority of cases are publicly funded. So what that means is that the um, parents get legal aid um, and therefore, and because I don't do legal aid, I don't have a legal aid contract anymore. Um, I don't do a lot of it, okay? Um, what happens if my husband doesn't respond to the financial disclosure? 
Well, I mean, it, it's tricky, isn't it? You need them to make some sort of disclosure in order for you to be able to ask the court to make a certain order, okay? Um, the court can make an order in their absence if they, if they feel minded to. Uh, generally, what happens is the court will adjourn for a few times um, before they'll actually do that. So it's going to mean that it drags it out a little bit for you. Um, after decree nice has been pronounced, can she prevent me getting a decree absolute? She can't prevent you long term. She could write into the court to say we are trying to sort out finances and therefore please don't make the decree absolute at this point. Um, and of course, the court won't then um, because they will wait until a financial order has been um, agreed or until the court has made one. Um, but if she's not moving forward with the financial order, there, there are things that you can do. OK, um, Ange, I'm going to come to you. You've popped your hand up in the lounge. So wanna... my question is, yeah. so I'll give you a little, little backstory. So I got married in Poland in 2015. Yeah. We've been separated for nearly three years now. Um, so um, also there was domestic violence involved um, and social services with our son because um, my um, my ex-husband, well, he's not my ex-husband yet, um, he came into my home and, and basically tortured me whilst my little boy was upstairs. So he's now serving six years in prison. He's served one year. I bought a house before I met him um, about 16 years ago. He only actually ever lived in this house for six months. So has he got any right to this house? It's If it's a marital asset, Ange, then yes, he does. OK, so he has a right to a share of the matrimonial assets. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be successful because it will all depend how much asset is available. Um, and of course, the housing needs and the income needs of everybody involved. So what I mean by that is if we've only got limited income enough to house one person, a child, well, there's not too much more the court can do. And if the court is satisfied that, let's say, he has an ability to have himself housed somewhere else, then that's fine. He won't succeed in that claim. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's highly likely that he will be deported. OK. Because he didn't do a, a leave to remain um, before Brexit. Yeah. But it's highly likely that he will um, he will be deported. And also, I've got a... Um, the court has put in a, an order that he's not allowed to come anywhere near me, not allowed to see me, not allowed to contact me indirectly, directly, forever, until I change that. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm, I mean, does that... Would that give me sort of more... No, I mean, the court, the court's not going to take into regard behaviour. But as I say, if there isn't going to be enough assets to be able to rehouse both of you, then the court will give priority to the child. So, you know, it, it's difficult to be more specific than that, because obviously I don't know the figures that we're talking about. But what you need to do um, while he's in prison is get a, a clean break order. And that's what I would be suggesting. Okay, I've just got one more quick question. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's With fine. regards to obviously the, the domestic violence, etc. Yeah. Would I be able to take away parental responsibility and change my surname? Um, changing the surname is going to be easier than removing PR. I'd probably say no to the PR. Um, but you know, you so you're not going to be successful in removing that. But changing your child's okay. name, yes. Okay, and is that um, is that a is it a special 
So, so cha changing them. changing a child's name is a C1. A C1. Yeah. Okay, that's lovely. Thank All right. you so much, Tracy. You're that's welcome. Brilliant. No problem. Thanks, Ange. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, somebody on Discord has just asked the question, um, I've lost my decree absolute, what do I do? You can contact the court and you can get a duplicate, um, okay? So it's pretty easy to get a replacement. Andrea, you are next up to ask a question. So whenever you're ready, ask away. Hello there. Hello, Andrea. What's your question? Hello. Hi there. We actually spoke on, I think it was Wednesday evening, yeah. um, in regards to uh, potentially stopping contact yeah. um, from my little boy with his dad due to refusing to provide any handovers. Yeah, I remember. Um, so I have now, um, I've spoken to Dad in regards to that. He's agreed that he is going to now pro um, provide a handover, which is fantastic. Brilliant. I've tried again for the uh, parenting app, but he's not He's not interested in that. He wants a book. Okay. Um, which is fine, because he's yep. the one that's saying that I'm lying. I'm saying, let's use something to prevent that from happening. And he's saying, no, we'll just use a book. So okay. not a problem. Okay. Um, but, but what he has brought up is um, something in relation to our court order, um, that I just wanted to double check with you. Yeah. So um, our court order was put in place in 2018, and it states, because I've got the order in front of me, Joshua, which is our little boy, to spend Christmas Eve overnight and Christmas Day morning 2018 with father. Yeah. And the same path to alternate between parents each year, with the mother having that time on 2019 and so on. Yes. That is what is agreed in the court order. Yeah. Dad is now coming back to me four years later saying that he should be having our son in the afternoon on Christmas Day. Well, now, no. To my knowledge and memory, yeah. that wasn't agreed in court. And as far yeah. as I can see, that's not in the court order. But is he right or am I right? No, no. I think if we follow it on from 2018, then this year it's father's turn to have him Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. Correct. Yeah. But in the opposite year, should he be having Joshua in the afternoon? Well, if the if the order remains silent on that, then my answer would have to be no, um, because your question was, should he be having? The, the order doesn't say anything about Christmas afternoon. But I'm assuming that if he has, if he, you know, if he wants to see him over Christmas, then, you know, as, 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 as co-parenting, I would be saying, yeah. yeah, OK, a couple of hours in the afternoon on Christmas Day then. And that is exactly what I offered okay. um, last year when it was my Christmas. He only asked me a sort of mid-November if he could have Joshua on Christmas. And I said, yes, of course you can, but we've got a big family meal arranged on Christmas afternoon because of COVID and we've not seen each other for two years. But as soon as dinner's finished, four or five o'clock, you can have him, you can keep him overnight, have him all day Boxing Day, but that wasn't good enough. So I just wanted to double check that yeah. because he is now in the process of taking me back to court. He's told me that. Yeah. I just wanted to check that my understanding was correct. Absolutely. So I don't get myself in any trouble. No, you're not in any trouble at all, Andrea. I, I think I think there's just you know in your case I think it's just a inability on his behalf to co-parent. It, it, he, yes. I think in his head he's still battling um, with the fact that, you know, he's got a court order, maybe doesn't always suit him um, and, and he's looking to get a little bit of control. But no, you've got nothing to worry about. Based on what you've told Brilliant. me, you're doing everything right. Fantastic. Thank you very, very All much right. for your help. No worries. Thanks, Andrea. Great. Bye. Take care. Bye for now. Bye. If you've sent a message via Discord, I apologise, guys. I've just been super busy of late um, and I, I haven't been on Discord for probably a week now. I will try and catch up, I promise you. I'm actually working all day today in the office just trying to catch up on my own clients. Um, so I will maybe try and get in here tomorrow for a couple of hours and just touch base 
um, with with your questions. How can I get divorced if I don't know where she is? Oh, you're going to have to exhaust every avenue is what I say to my clients uh, with regard to trying to find out where she lives. Social media, friends, family, work, that sort of thing. If you exhaust all those options and you still don't know where she is, then by all means, you can um, get a disclosure order uh, from the court. Uh, YVS, you're up next. What's your question? Uh, can you hear me? I can, yeah. What's your question? Um, we've got a financial agreement um, from from a divorce. And yeah. was, um, we have to pay £400 a month for yeah. the child. But the child has now come to live with us. Um, she's been living with us now for five weeks. Yeah. But the mother is still demanding the money. Right. Do we have to pay that? Um, sorry, so is the money CMS or court ordered? I missed that bit. Sorry, I had to put the dog out. Sorry. Sorry, court order. Court order. I think, yes, if if you are ordered to do something. Well, it depends how the order's worded. Does the order say that on the condition she's she's living with mother that, the, that she receives that payment? Is that how it's worded? No, it doesn't say that, but it just says it can be amended. Oh, well, then, yeah, well, then, then you need to amend it. I mean, that would require a court application to go back if she's not in agreement to it. The other option that you can do is stop making the payments if the payments were um, put in the order because the child was living with mum and allow mum to take you back for a breach of the order. And that gives you the opportunity to then say to the court, actually, the reason we stopped is because the child's been living with us for five weeks. So that, that, that's another option, another way to look at it. Right, okay. All right. Just, yeah. Okay, thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye. I had to put um, Ralph out. They would just wouldn't stop playing, and it's just that little growl that they make. Anyway, there we go. Um, KK, you are next up. What's your question? Hi, Ed. Um, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Um, so I have my second hearing in my uh, financial case at the moment. Um I've made several offers to uh, my ex, or soon to be ex. Yeah. Um, and she's been very unreasonable with um, the offers that she's her counter offers. Is it possible that I'm allowed to tell the court what our offers are, or what they've been, and um, what her counter offers have been, or is that not allowed? If they're marked without prejudice, KK, then no, you can't, because without prejudice offers shouldn't be disclosed in the court. Right. Okay. What What you can say is that excuse me, offers have been made and unfortunately, you know, the parties um, are, are unable um, to agree an offer, but this is how far apart you are. Do you know what I mean? So you can't reveal her offer in detail, but let's say she was offering you 100,000 and you were offering her 120,000. You can say, look, offers have been made and counter offers, etc., and we're about 20 grand apart. You can You can say things like that. Right, okay. All right. Yeah, okay, that's brilliant. And also, I think um, when you were speaking to Emmy uh, Wilson, you answered one of my other questions because um, I found out that she's actually made quite a few false accusations and she's providing um, fake evidence to the court. Now, uh, I actually have proof of this. Am I allowed to present that proof at court? Uh, yeah, if, you, if you've got permission to enter in a position statement or a witness statement, something like that, then absolutely, that's how you do it. That's how you get your evidence before the court, by way of a statement. So if right. if the if the court order you've got currently allows for a statement to be filed, then absolutely that's how you can do that. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. All right, you're welcome. Thanks. 
Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Karen, you're up next, whenever you're ready. Hi, yeah. Um, you wrote to my ex um, last week saying that um, I'm planning to start the financial like hearing against him. Um, and you said that on the letter it's like a week to respond. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, do I have to get my Miams form before I can do a form A to the courts? Yes, you will. Yes, we have to attach the Miams form to the form A. Right, so I'll just wait for that form and then, then I can get, like... Do the formator call. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, okay. All right. Thanks, Tracy. No worries. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Catherine B, you are next on my list. How is it we can help? Hello, Catherine. Hi. Um, it, so it's a, a long, drawn-out process. I bought property with my ex. I left due to domestic violence. Um, it's taken five years to get to a point where Part 36 was issued. Yeah. That's been done, and he's, a, he's agreed the terms um, to the, for the final settlement, but he, he does everything right at the last minute. So he's in the military, and he'll say things like, he's deployed where we know he's not, and things like that. So I'm a bit worried that he's now got 77 days, um, which takes it to the 18th of November, yeah. to either make payment or um, the house goes up for sale. Is there anything he can do now to kind of get out of that? No, no. The, 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 only, the only way that he could get out of that is to have an order that um, obviously postdates the one that you've got. So, no. If, if, you know, you will stick to the letter of the law now. If he doesn't make that payment, then the house gets placed on the market. That's it. And, and there's literally nothing he can do because my concern is that because I'm, I'm currently paying the mortgage yeah. for it. Yeah. He hasn't contributed anything towards it. I put all the deposit down and I get that, that I should have done a deed covenant so that it was, wasn't was split 50-50 and I got my money back. Yeah. Um, but I'm just worried that like if I don't get that house sold and sorted by Christmas, I've had a new baby since then, she yeah. goes into nursery. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to afford the childcare if that house isn't sold. Yeah. No, I think but I think you've, you've, you've no way he can get out of it now. He either no. has to pay the money or it goes up for sale. Absolutely, you know, as I say, unless he decides to take the matter back to court, and if he's very last minute dot com, which you've said he is, chances are he's not going to do any anything like that. So I think I think you're going to be fine, Catherine. I know that you've got to you know you've got to wait the seventy seven days, and you're probably going to worry for seventy six of them. Um, but effectively, no. Once you've got an order from the court, it's legally binding, and it can only be overturned by another order made by the court. Okay, so unless we get something back saying that he's taken it back to court and he's not going to agree the part thirty six anymore, that's well, no, no, it. He, yeah, no, he he can't. The order's been made, okay. So he would have to make an application to have the matter heard again and have another order made. He, it's not right. good enough for him to just say I don't agree with it anymore. You, the order's been made, so that that there we there we go. Okay, cool. all right. That takes a lot of pressure off because it literally leaves everything right to the final. Even the part thirty-six, it was a minute before the deadline that the email got submitted, so he'd agreed to the terms. You know what? It's game playing, and what you need to do, Catherine, is hold your nerve. Hold your nerve, okay? It's just but, been a long, long I bet. five years I bet. controlling and dragging it out, and it just yeah. feels like it's finally at the end. But I still yeah. have that gut feeling where he could just snatch it all away, and then yeah. I'm financially ruined. Yeah. No, you know, all you can do is keep going. And if he doesn't agree, then the matter goes back to court again. 
but let's hope okay. that doesn't happen Catherine okay thank you so much you're welcome bye uh, twin mom you are next on my list whenever you're ready morning hi um so my question is on behalf of my brother um he has three children from the ages of 10 to 3 who he's um not allowed to see yeah um, he is going to take your advice and do the form on the gov website yeah but he's just wondering what his um um if he'll be able to see the children um if the parents are saying that he hasn't paid child maintenance because he's done it through cash rather than direct debit so the family courts don't get involved in child maintenance, okay? Right. So they're they're two okay. they're two very separate issues, and, and I'll go into a bit of detail because there's others listening that might benefit from this as well. Um, yeah. If you don't pay your child maintenance, it doesn't mean that you don't have contact. One isn't reliant on the other. A lot of mums will say, "Pay me the child maintenance, and then you can have the contact." That's not how it works. Yeah. OK, so the court will not even look into whether he's paying it or not. If mum brings it up, um, then the court yeah. will put the question to him and say, look, you know, you really should be paying it. But that will not have any influence on any contact order that's made. Right. I understand. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Tash, Tasha, Tasha Fogg, you are up next. I've got a special guardianship order. Yeah. Over my nephew. Yeah. We did this order nearly four years ago. The kids were taken under an N1 neglect case. Yeah. Okay. Mum's very, very sporadic in a visitation. Yeah. She's been involved with drugs, violence, etc. Numerous problems. Spoken to Kafkas, etc., who was our guardian order, uh, who was at the court when we did the order, and they said, do what's best for the kids. So right. I said, we do a visitation in a neutral place. They don't come to either one's houses. They don't, yes. You know, don't anything like that. Not ask for any financial input. Yeah. She's now starting because the new boyfriend, his parents claim that they are their family, they have a right to see them. And I'm like, but you've had threats to kill at that house? Yeah. And violence, and I'm not putting the kids at risk. Yeah. Where do I go from here? Because now she's saying I'm just causing her, I'm just, you know, lying to her. I'm like, I've just had enough. Look at the end. Of, yeah, at the end of the day, Tasha, um, you have the SGO, and therefore your parental responsibility trumps theirs. Now, yeah. if Mum doesn't like it, she can take the matter back to court. But you are looking out for the children. You are offering visitation or contact in a neutral place. I think that's really sensible. Um, and if you feel, if your gut tells you. That, that, you know, the answer to their request should be no. Go with that. You have parental yeah. responsibility for those kids, as you know. You don't have to do yeah. anything more than that. Yeah. See, my thing is, because one of the children, and yeah. my, the, my nephew, my oldest boy, he calls me mum. Well, they both call me mum and dad, and my husband and dad now. Yeah. Um, he came to us, and think of a wild animal. He was like that. He was taken under a police protection order from her. Yeah. So it was very, very severe that we had to take him and it was very traumatic for him. So I've four years, that little boy is amazing and so is Belle. They are the most beautiful kids I've ever met. You know what I mean? They're doing fantastic yeah, yeah. in school. Yeah. But education is just like, what else can I do with her? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I think all you need to do, Tasha, is keep doing what you're doing. And as I say, don't don't get involved. You you you've you've made your offer. If mum doesn't like it, she can take the matter to court. 
Yeah, yeah, more definitely. Because she's not in a financially stable situation. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> it, it, and that's a shame, really. But and it's a shame that you have to put up with the abuse. But you've, you've, by the sounds of it, you've got broad shoulders and you're doing the best by <laughs> them kids. So well done, Most you. Of the TV cameras up just for you know additional protection. Yeah. And uh, the kids are all out of the area, um, so no one knows when the kids go to school. I've got yeah. orders in place with police, with school, with social services. I've got orders everywhere, so. Yeah. Just wanted a bit of confirmation. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Your Thanks, Tasha. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, morning Lee, morning Tim thank you for joining us on TikTok I have a quick question on TikTok from Nessa how do you get a financial order um, you have to have started the divorce process first so as long as you've got a divorce petition before the court that's your starting point from there then you will submit a form A to court you need to attach a MyAMS form to it and I'm, I'm, this is on the um, condition that they don't agree if they agree you can just submit a financial order by consent with the help of a solicitor who will draft that for you. But if they're not in agreement, it's a form A, okay? Um, Simon, am I able to get a step partner's PR removed? Yes, because they would have had their PR um, given to them by court order. Um, it doesn't come naturally when you become a step parent. It has to be ordered. So absolutely, if they're no longer the step parent, that's good grounds to have their PR removed, okay? Hope that helps. Um, Leg 79, you are up next. Hi, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just wanting to ask a question, please, regarding my 25-year-old daughter. She is 34 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Um, a very, very um, high-risk pregnancy. Um, has been under an awful lot of stress. Um, her partner, or her now ex-partner, um, was emotionally abusive, coercive control, um, etc., etc., right the way through the relationship. Um, and this has continued into the pregnancy, so she's actually asked him to leave now. Yeah. Um, she is pretty much she's having a lot of hassle from his family. He's basically decided that he's really not that bothered. He's not bothered about being on the birth certificate. He hasn't got any ID sorted to do that anyway, so she's not intending really to push that. But she has advised him that if he does want to be added later, he's going to have to go to court to ask for PR. So he's aware of that. She's been quite open about it. Yeah. His family, however, particularly his mother, there is a history of substance abuse in the family. Yeah. Um, himself and his mother. She's now threatened that if she does not get contact with the child right from the point of being in the hospital at the birth, right the way through, that she's taking my daughter to court. Is there any grounds for my daughter to stand up for herself? She's very, very upset. She's yeah. just, it's a really high-risk pregnancy, so at this point we don't even know what the outcome may be. Yeah. But it's a massive amount of stress for her. Yeah, no, I, you know, I appreciate that. She's not wanting any animosity, yeah. but she's, she's trying her hardest to keep yeah. herself safe. So, safe. so let me tell you that when an application is made concerning a newborn baby that they're never taken away from their mums, okay? So I, I yes. would I would let your daughter just focus on the pregnancy. There is She doesn't need to do anything, okay? All she needs to do is, is keep herself and baby safe. If when baby's yeah. born, they, they wish to make a court application, that's fine. The most dad's going to get is an hour here or there, okay? And it will have to be with mum because the newborn yeah. will never be removed from mum. Okay, so yeah. it's not as if they can say, well, we want the newborn, you know, Saturday mornings, nine to 12. It's not going to happen. 
not going to happen. Gonna breastfeed as well. Hopefully. Exactly. So, so the, reason why the, the most the most contact dad's going to get initially will be an hour, you know, coming round to mum's, probably with you know yourself there, um, just to meet the baby, spend an hour, maybe hold the baby, feed the baby, and then that's it. And and that will be maybe twice a week. That's it. That that's all they're going to get until such times as baby's able to spend a bit more time away from mum. And that, yeah. that depends on the child then. You know, once the child is going through the night, once the child maybe isn't breastfeeding as much. And, and of course, there is no, like, I, I'm not going to say to you at three months because children differ. Do you know what I mean? It might take a child yeah. six months before they're off the breast or whatever it might be. So she's got nothing to worry about in that regard. Yeah, I mean, in terms of contact, she's quite willing if he boxes ideas up to allow supervised contact. But the issue has been his family, his mother and father, who yeah. are now saying, taking my daughter to court to they, get grandparents' rights. You know what? They, they, um, won't, they won't succeed. They won't, they won't, they'll have to apply for permission to make the application and okay. they, they won't even get permission because they will have no relationship with this child. So she's got yes, nothing exactly. to worry about there. Thank you so much. You're very right. reassured. She's, good. she's ever so upset at the moment. Oh, bless her. She's the, yeah, she's gone through a lot. She's a good girl. Thank you so much. You're I welcome. Really appreciate that. All right, then. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. A um, couple of questions on TikTok. Is the financial order the same as the clean break order? Yes, it is. Clean break is a type of financial order, and it just means that the parties have got no assets to be divided between them. Um, so we will just do a clean break. Um, you know, there's nothing to be divided. So, uh, but a financial order will have things in it. You know, maybe there's a pension share in it. Maybe we have to divide the equity in a property, something like that. Um, so that's, but they, they're all the same, essentially. They just contain different things, okay? Um, Nicola, I'm going to come to you. You are next on my list. Hi, can you hear me? Don't um, let Ralph in. Well, it is for myself and my soon-to-be ex-husband are going through the course at the moment. We're at nice eye stage. Yeah. And um, we're going through mediation. Yeah. Um, just a quick question, really. I've got a pension that ended before we got married, and the mediators have sort of indicated that it would need to be included in the assets. Is that right? If it finished before we got married? Sorry, if what finished, Nicola, before you got married? Sorry, the, the pension with an old employer. Yes, because what the, the law is really clear on pensions. All contributions made during the marriage will be divided prior to the yeah, divorce. Yeah. While we were married, though, it oh, I see. paid into that pension before we got married. Okay, were you living together before you got married? No. no. okay. Well, then that, that pension will be ring-fenced. Sorry, Nicola, I, 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 didn't, I misunderstood. That pension will be ring-fenced then because it's premarital. All right. Actually, sorry, we might have been living together for about a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Maybe. where you've lived together and then you make um, a seamless transition into marriage, we do count that period of cohabitation. All right. So nice. it'll be all contributions made during the lifetime of the relationship. So from the day you moved in together until your decree absolute, not separation until your decree absolute. Right, okay. See, if, um, if I'm at nice eye stage now, then we've had that since April. Yeah. Would I better put in the absolute in place because I've just been hanging on to sort out the finances and everything? Well, and this is the thing, you see. This is why we say don't apply for the decree absolute until you've got your financial order settled. Because obviously right. the minute you've got decree absolute, the other side stops benefiting from the pension contribution. So it depends if you're going to benefit, <clears throat> excuse me, or not. Well, to be fair, probably not because it's it's finished anyway. I'm not paying into it anymore, so it's, it's 
shouldn't right. be any different, should it? Yeah, no, it won't. If you're not paying into it, then that's fine. Right, okay. So just a year of it when we were living together would have to be taken into account. Yes. And then, of course, we'd need to see how much that year is because if it's sort of, I don't know, 5,000, 10,000, it's not proportionate then to do a pension share. The court wouldn't want you to do a pension share in that instance. Right, okay. All That's right. great. Yeah, All right, no problem. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Um, quick question on TikTok. Someone said, how long does it take to apply for the decree? Absolute, once you've got your decree nisite, it's a further six weeks. So from when your decree nisite is pronounced, you have to wait six weeks and then you apply for your decree absolute. And they're taking anywhere between sort of one to two weeks to come back. I've done a few decree absolute applications recently and I've had them back the same day. Um, it does depend. Uh, Claire Nan, you are next up on my list. Um, what it is, um, my daughter and her partner have split up they've been split up a year now um they've got a three and a half year old son between them yeah who's um got autism yeah and um, he's also non-verbal now dad was having um he could see the child as and when he wanted to um up until recently about six eight weeks ago he started messing around not turning up when he's supposed to turning up late now my daughter she has to um use picture communication cards with the son to explain to him he's going with daddy blah 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 when he's not turning up he's going in full meltdown mode which can last hours he's so upset because he loves his daddy um and he's now signing daddy um now my daughter has been advised by the nursery um, and the health visitor to write a letter to dad stating that this cannot continue and um, if it does continue he will have to go through take legal advice and go through a contact centre. Now yeah. is that the cor correct thing for her to have done um, because in the last six to eight weeks um, she's spoken to him on the phone about other matters um which now the police are involved on this um but um he hasn't even once asked about the son so we use a contact center claire where we think the child may come to risk come to harm if mm -hmm. um if they have contact with the other parent and it's unsupervised yeah. um so is, is is that why your daughter has opted for the contact center i think it was well there is substance abuse going on. Okay. And he does actually, he's, at the present moment, he's driving the car with his car with no insurance, etc. Now, I've told him under no circumstances is the, my grandson to go in that car anyway. Um, but it, I think she just wanted to go through the contact centre where it was just going to be made um, like a secure visitation. Do you understand? Do you yeah. Get what I mean? Yeah. It it might be a little bit misdirected. Um I mean it contact centers aren't great places to have contact with your children, particularly um, if the child is struggling anyway. Um yeah. might might a family member be able to supervise in in a more sort of friendly environment, maybe, you know, at the park or in the community. I mean generally we'll use contact centers if that's not an option. Um, and as yeah. I say, the child will come to some harm. I'm not a big fan of contact centres, but, you know, they're there for a reason, I suppose. 
Yeah, I mean, his his family have nothing to... Only his nan has something to do with my grandson, and she lives a fair few miles away, and she's got in ill health as well. Yeah. Um, now, I'm willing to... Because I help with my, do- my daughter, with my grandson. She's got mental health issues as well. Yeah. So I'm helping with my grandson. Um, I'm willing to to do this visitation so my grandson can see his dad yeah but i don't think he will he will allow me because i think he's a bit scared of me to be quite honest yeah so the power Um, the power claire doesn't fall to him it's not about him allowing you um it's about it's about mom exercising her pr and she needs to put forward the boundaries that she feels are needed so mm-hmm. if, if mum decides that you are an appropriate person to supervise contact and that obviously yeah. you, you know the child and you've spent time with the child, if dad doesn't like that, then it's up to dad to make a court application. Right, okay. All right. Mum yeah, mom, mom can exercise her PR and she should do so. Yeah, because, I mean, she's she's been very open about it. She, you know, she's never, ever stopped him from seeing him yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know she she's like he was supposed he had him for two hours six weeks ago, and he said oh I'll pick him up tomorrow, so she started preparing their son going out with daddy blah blah blah, and he never turned up. Then it was Sunday he was going to have him, um, and then he never turned up. And then it was Monday afternoon he was going to have him, didn't turn up. Um, and now he doesn't even ask how he is. He's had hospital appointments and everything. He hasn't even bothered to ask how they went. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite sad because I, I actually don't know where the dad lives. But mm. I took my grandson out for a walk and he started signing daddy's house and he started getting really upset about it. Yeah, I think um, I think if if mom, I mean, I think that the best answer I can give you, Claire, is for mom just to exercise her parental responsibility. All right, and 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 tell her to be confident when she does that. Sorry, somebody was just trying to ring me. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Well, I hope that's helped anyway, Claire. Yeah. That's All right. Lovely. Thanks ever so much. You're for your welcome. Help and time. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Someone's asked me on uh, TikTok what PR is. It's parental responsibility. Nyandu, you are next up to ask a question. Um, just very quickly, there's someone on TikTok keeps asking me about grandparents' responsibilities or grandparents' rights. Um, and I know that this is a very popular question. So I'll answer that while I'm waiting for Nyandu. Grandparents don't really have rights. You need to apply to the court for permission to make your application before you can have your application heard. And permission will be granted if you have a relationship with the child and if that relationship's ongoing. So you've had regular contact with the child and it would be, um, you know, it wouldn't be in the child's best interest for you to stop having that relationship. Okay, so that's you know, a very sort of broad definition of grandparents' rights. If you if you start with the with the view that you don't have any and work from there. Um Nyandu, what's your question? Right. So my situation is that um my daughter's mother and um, currently we're going through mediation, but what she imposed on me to see the child is I'll have to have the child from Friday evening all the way to Sunday evening. Yeah. So I've explained to her that well I would love to do that, but unfortunately I'm Due to my work, I have to work. I have to, um, two days off 
One has to be in the week, one weekend, and one is during the week. So both these days, I can hold her one day in the week, and I can have her one day in the weekend as well. And yeah. she said no, because she had another child whose father um, in the last four years was nowhere. I was helping with everything else. Now he's here. Um, he has agreed to hold the child, his child for weekends. So he's trying to align mine with that guy. I say, well, we complete different people, so I can't. What I can do is, I can do it during the week, and I can do it during the weekend. But she says she doesn't want that. So currently, we are going to having a mediation, and she basically says she wants to take me to court, which I say that's not a problem because there have been times you've actually told me I won't see my child, and it's gone weeks and weeks. I've not seen my child. I try and negotiate with you. Okay. So what's your question? Force me to have to say. Considering I have to work to have the child, because he's saying I have to, I can have the child and do the day in the week that I'm working. No, to take the child, the child no, you, you can't, you can't, you can't force a parent to have contact. And obviously, the best way to co-parent, and and this really is common sense, n- not for you, Nyandu, but for your ex. Um, is that you know you 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 have to allow the, the the parents to have contact. If you are the resident parent, there's no point insisting that you have contact if actually you're going to be at work. There's no point to that. So no is the answer to your question. She can't force you to have a weekend if you can't have the child because you're working. The matter will most likely, if it's not remedied at mediation, proceed to court, and the court won't force you either. In that instance, the court will probably say, "Well, Dad can have every other." weekend because if you're working in between then you can't have the child and and that's how it will go it's just unfortunate that you can't remedy that without going to court because that's a real easy fix if i'm honest yeah thank you i mean i and i hope she comes to her senses during with this mediation because i've always been there for the kids including mine and ours for the last four years yeah i've always worked around them my work so Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. So I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. We've done an hour. Thank you for joining me on a Saturday morning. And I hope you guys appreciated that. I hope you got something out of that. I just wanted to do an extra session this week. Um, I mean, if if weekends are popular, then I'll keep doing them, if I'm honest with you. Um, But yeah, thank you for that. I'm back again, as usual, Monday. So I normally do Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, 6 till 7. Um, Thank you, Leash. Um, I, so yeah, I'll be back again on Monday. Apologies to those of you in the lounge still with your hand up. Um, come back Monday at six and I'll see if I can't, um, get to you then. That's Caris, Dyson, Tinnis, Adams, Teresa and Clark. Um, so thank you again, guys. Uh, having a lovely weekend. Enjoy your time, whatever you're going to be doing and speak to you again on Monday. Bye-bye.